0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
1: All right, you ready? Let's commence. All right, let's commence. Guys, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. This is the Black Friday special. But before we get into that, let's take care of a little business. What do you say? Number one is our friends at... Broadbeck Ironworks are having their big sale. It's, today is Friday. It's till Cyber Monday. They're having huge sales now. So you go to broadbeckironworks.com and the sales are now. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on it. Cyber Monday, it's over. On the 28th, it's over. So there's $325 off the the Max Plus Package, $415 off the Premium Plus. $545 off the Super Mega Package, $200 off all the surface grinders, and 10% off the attachments. Go get yourself one of them grinders. It's not just for knife makers. It's for woodworkers, for metal workers, for sculptors. Go get yourself some of that Broadbeck Ironworks, and I appreciate their service. Don't sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep. The Black Friday sale is almost over. Go over there right now, okay? Next is I want to welcome aboard a new sponsor, but an old friend. Even Heat. Even Heat is with the Full Blast Podcast, and they are the number one manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. I love these guys. I've known Spence and his family for a long time. It's a small family in Michigan, and these people are amazing. They have a great kiln and you're saying to yourself what's a kiln for? Well if you're a tool maker you're gonna need to harden your, your tools. If you're going if you are a knife maker you need to harden your knives and you're gonna say well why don't do that I'm a I'm a ceramicist. Well perfect because you can get you can get even heat kilns for all your ceramics and stuff like that. And it's very important to know why even heat is so great. And number one, if you want to check them out, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Check out what they have. And if you listen to Knife Talk, there's deals with other providers, so go check them out. But Evenheat has a special computer in there, in the in the kiln that monitors the exact temperature of your. It's called the solid state system, and it measure it it calculates and measures your temperatures, so it can hold your temperatures for long periods of time with very tight tolerances. It heats evenly. It's one of the best. These are friends of mine. I've known Spence and the, and the family for quite some time. They are incredibly helpful. And if you have, and the customer service is awesome. You call it, but whoever picks up the phone knows what to do. You know, or if they don't, they get the right person. The service is great. Even Heat is, they are good friends and I'm very honored that they're sponsoring this podcast. So go to evenheat-kill.com, check out what they have, follow them on Instagram. They're the best and I'm honored that they're here. Next is Axe Wax. Axe Wax all-natural food-safe wax for your axe, for your wood, for your steel, for your Damascus, for your carbon, whatever you got. If you go to AxeWax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off all your Axe Wax. If you're in the UK, UKKnifeSupply.com is taking full Blast 10 If you're in the EU, KnifeMaterial.at is taking full Blast 10 If you're in Australia... Gamaco is taking Full Blast 10, and NordicEdge.com.au is taking Full Blast 10. It is great stuff, especially if you're making culinary stuff. You're in the neighborhood, and you're making stuff for culinary stuff. You're cooking things. You're getting ready for your turkey and all that stuff, and you might as well have a nice, clean knife. Use that Axe Wax, and you won't have to worry so much about any icky things going on your your knife. You know what I'm saying? So go get yourself some of that Axe Wax. Next is Total Boat. Totalboat.com. They make adhesives, adhesives, paints, primers, polishing compounds for Boaters, DIYers—they understand that you need things to go smoothly. So go get yourself some of that two-part epoxy from Total Boat. Guys like Keith Deason, Keith Johnson, Derek Formald, and, uh Keith Mitchell, Jimmy DeResta—he's doing weird stuff with his pedal boat. He's fi- he found mummified uh, groundhogs and he made like a cast of this mummified. It's like the it's like the, it'll be ready for in the apocalypse and down the line when ev- everyone's evolved and we're looking for weird things. They're going to find this block of a d- weird mummified dead groundhog stuck in that total boat, and the total boat's preserved it per- perfectly for generations to come. So go get yourself some of that total boat and take all your dead animals and stuff them in there and that two-part epoxy is going to be great. I'm just kidding, obviously, but jimmy isn't you get yourself some of that uv cure as well that stuff is my favorite stuff if little cracks in your in your in your knife handle your wood or something like that you put a little bit on there hit it with the hit it with the uv light bingo bango bongo you got a nice filler okay so if it's good enough for all those guys it's good enough for me and if you go to totalboat.com put in the promo code fullblast10 you're gonna get 10 percent off all of your total boat stuff so go thank you once again total boat go check them out see what you think try it for your handle scales what's the big deal? Give it a whirl. It's great. If it works for boats, why don't it work for your knives, okay? Next thing is Maritime Knife Supply, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca. All your knife-making needs are if you're in Canada. And if you're in the United States, belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, forges, presses, heat-treating ovens, all that stuff. And They have axe wax. They have have brooches. Every time I mention something that they might not have, I get a message from from, uh, Lawrence saying, I have it steels all sorts of different types of steels he's got it all and if you go to maritime knife supply check out what they have and if you're in, in canada and you're hoping you know i really could i really would love a broadbeck ironworks grinder he is the extri- the maritime knife supply is the distributor in canada for all of broadbeck it's brand new it's fantastic he's taking care of all these things and he's a knife maker he's also has a um he started a scholarship that you better hurry up on. Go to Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram. And check his link tree. He has a scholarship that's closing soon, and it has uh, it's for young knife makers or knife makers. It includes funds for travel accommodations. The application is in his link tree. Go check it out. If the new, you want to go to the New England School of Metalwork and you don't have the dough, maybe this application's right for you. So go check it out. Maritime, Maritime Supply Supplies doing great stuff. And if you're in the United States and you're thinking, what do I want to buy knafe from Canada for? It's the same it's I mean the the shipping's the same. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And it's great. And they're definitely he's a great guy and uh, working for the knife making community and that's great for me. Okay, listen. This is the third annual Black Friday special. Usually it's with uh, my friend Ben Snore and Jonathan Porter, but Jonathan Porter is having connecting issues, and it was nothing but trouble, and he is bowing out, and we're going to have him back again, but Ben Snores here. Ben, how are you? Honestly, I'm a little bit itchy. (laughs) Why are you itchy?
0: Oh, sawdust.
1: Sawdust?
0: Yeah, you know, don't ask.
1: (laughs) It's It's sawdust. You can't, I mean, I would imagine this for like... All your woodwork. I mean, are you does Black Friday is this is coming out on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. It's like the biggest sales thing of all time. Do you get in the Christmas holiday Black Friday mood? Is this something that affects you at all?
0: Absolutely not. I envy I, you. I you know, there isn't really a Black Friday special on hammers, and I am definitely not gonna go out in public and brave the crowds
1: and try to shop. This is this, the Black Friday thing has always been very interesting to me because the more and more we meet other makers, the more and more they're kind of going in between either being an artisan or selling stuff for people for Christmas or selling stuff for whatever. There's this feeling of need to, to be able to be in their minds. I don't know what it is to the, to the buyer to be competitive with like Target. And it's exhausting. I. Uh, it sounds exhausting. And here's what's interesting. So we don't do. I mean, I can't afford to to take. And I wish Jonathan was here because he's very, very astute in the business of knife making. Oh, yeah. He's just really like actually, if it, when it comes to the two people I talk to the most in terms of business and I respect Tomer Botner and Jonathan Porter are like my go-to guys because they're very analytical in regards to what they do and what they can do and what they can't do. And I really respect their opinion. And Jonathan is very good at like not trying to take too many custom orders, having stuff on stock and addressing the need. There's two things with the artisans. It's the artisan knife maker, artisan maker. There's two things. One is, you, you, you understand that the now is the time where people want to give gifts, special gifts. Yeah. And you, you want to be able to not leave money on the table, but at the same time, it's like, you cannot just be giving money. You can't give discounts all the time. Yeah. I, trying
0: to think. it. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't have a variety enough of a product. And being a one-man operation, like it just—I—I'd I'd like to give discounts at times, but it's just not practical for me to do it because I can't make the process take any less time or the materials cost any less, and and I—I I just can't do it.
1: But there's a lot of people who who feel a lot of makers who do feel, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's like I'm impressed with guys like, here's a good example. uh, Quentin Middleton is another one of these great minds in knife making. And he understands that it's a business. And part of being a business is being able to give discounts. So like he'll give a Black Friday discount, which he can afford to do. He's figured out a way to do it and he can do it. And there are other people who can do it. Today, actually, and the really reason why I write it is because like we're, this is the first time in Fader Knives that we've actually been able to have inventory like i just did an inventory count of knives that have to go out their custom orders and knives that are out you know available and when i counted everything out i mean we have subtracting subtracting the um custom orders i have 110 knives available that's i've never had that before is that a little bit frightening it's frightening it's super frightening and it's, well, the frightening part is the fact that we have, we still have to, they all have to have edges and we have to finish the, the you know, the finish and stuff like that. Usually what we do is we I, the edges are the right before shipping day. And But at the same time, it's like, this is the first time we've been able to have, you know, Black Friday comes along, we're able to have product ready to ship. Yeah. And then it's like, because you don't want to leave money on the table, you know, if you're a business. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, Will my customers, are my customers looking for 10% off a $500 knife or a $300 knife? I'm not 100% sure that's going to make or break the deal, the deal or not. You know what?
0: I think it will. People love to get a bargain. And it doesn't matter what the bargain is, how much of a bargain or what it's on. Just feeling like they're getting one over on somebody is enough.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that because today I ended up doing this quick. It was Monday morning and I was just I just did an inventory and I'm just going over, you know, between now and Christmas, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be mayhem. And I'm grateful for the podcasts because the podcasts are money generating. So I'm not like wasting my time. I'm not, this is not, this is like full blast and knife talk help payroll. And that to me is like a valuable part of the business that allows me to not have... To be able to talk to friends like you and to be able to talk to listeners and to be able to keep people company and it's not physically demanding, you know?
0: Well, and and, uh, just have like, you know, be monetarily compensated for taking a break.
1: Well, it's... I mean... The 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 honesty of it is it goes into the business because yeah. like I can't you know I I'm an employee of Fader Knives so I everything come everything everything I do comes in I have a salary I don't do bonuses I don't do any of that shit for me I don't I everything gets reinvested in this business because I want it to go but I felt the need to write I did a Instagram story and I was just like let's just do one take and see what happens and I basically said I know what you're and I wrote I said to him I, said, I looked in the camera I'm like I know what you're thinking another night another Black Friday thing. I can't do Black Friday because I'm a small business and sometimes small businesses can't afford to do Black Friday yeah. and that's just the way it is. What I'm here to say is I'm going to have inventory and I'm not going to beat your brakes off and try to like hustle you and hockey in China can do all this stuff and, and you know, it's going to be, you know, when Christmas time comes around, I will have stuff for you to buy. And it was like, and I thought, eh, just put it up there. I haven't done anything in a while. I might as well. And I had eye bags and I was looking not the greatest <laughs> of all time. I what I was not surprised, what I was, what I was not prepared for was how many people reached out to me thanking me. How many knife makers th- sent, got into my DMs and say, thank you very much for saying that. Because we all, a lot of these knife makers feel this pressure that they have to give discounts just because of the time of the year and just because people expect it.
0: I've I've never I've never once thought of giving a discount on Black Friday. I feel like that is a big box store right thing.
1: Right. I mean that's thing. and, the it, crazy and
0: it's Christmas and it's the holidays and you want to give something nice to somebody, pony up and buy it from a small business.
1: There's in the knife making community there's something very interesting. There are people who I mean I fall into I would rather my knives be less expensive because I want people to have my knives. That's yeah. probably also one of the reasons why I stick to doing like a lot of stainless steel easy stuff. I try to make everything easy and I try to bring the price down. But as we're growing as a business and now we have I have employees you know, you can't just bargain basement everything, especially if I'm not having stuff made elsewhere. Like, I'm doing the only thing I have done out of the shop is I have knives water jet cut, and it's just because it's just I can't the labor of cutting out the knives for me is on pay, you know. Um, but I and that is
0: the least part of making a knife.
1: Well, it not really. I mean, I think, that, ah, I think, that, I mean. Anybody
0: with an angle grinder can do that.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you're doing multiples, and I want to be able to, for example, from when I'm making handle scales, if I'm making multiples, as one of us is grinding or one of us is hand sanding, I can take one of the blanks and then I can pre-do all the holes in the handles. So, like, I can kind of, like, I can kind of jump ahead. I can jump ahead, and then what that does is that gives me... A little bit, as opposed to if I just knocked every single one out, and all the holes were just off by hair, I I would have to do everything one at a time, and that would be a drag. So this actually allows me to work faster and more efficient. But at the same, let, time, let me ask you this: as
0: as you've gotten to be more kind of production, more and more kind of production oriented, like is the idea of buying like a uh, little cnc mill wood mill lathe router whatever you call it cnc router for your handles to have them all blanked out to the to shape is that's an
1: that... f- awesome question because the problem is, is because i love the g10 so much uh-huh. and it's one of the ways in which i can kind of separate myself out from other knife makers is yeah. doing like the color contrast and all this stuff the G10 is so wear resistant that the mills and I've talked to. Uh, uh, I have a friend uh, down the street, who's in town, who has a has a has he makes CNC machines, yeah. and he says my best bet is to either put down eighty thousand dollars to get a real CNC machine, and then pay a lot for the bits because the bits are you know they break all the time. They're going to wear out like crazy, G10. I guess. Uh, G10 destroys destroys Everything. the best thing I found oh destroys bits destroys bandsaw blades the best thing I found is that uh wet tile saws wet tile saws deal I mean are the best for I heard
0: you say that oh, and it is a game changer it's crazy it so nice
1: it's crazy because there's also like you know if you're using a table saw the table saw teeth will the the saw blade teeth will wear away and then all of a sudden you you don't have like a straight edge but the the tile saw gives you a, a, a like a, a almost like a mere polished edge like it's perfect so that's been real helpful to me but I, I i mean if i was doing wood i would consider the cnc route. but it's like and then my friend, who was a CNC machine, is like, "How much are you paying for this? How much are you paying for this? How much are you paying for this?" And he did all the calculations. Is it's cheaper for you? It's better for you to you, to put the money into labor. And he says to me, "Like he says, you're also helping the economy. You're helping someone out. You're probably faster than the de- the the the, the, fee- the the dealing with the CNC. And you don't have to lump out a hundred thousand dollars for a real CNC machine because all right, the G10 is gonna you know and the, you know so it it sucks. And the whole thing sucks, but." It the, the Black Friday thing's crazy because I just know that there is a lot of pressure on guys who are trying to make it to, you know, they're they're unfortunately having to to delve into the mindset of someone who's looking for a deal, and it's like I can't afford to do a deal, you know. You know the the only way I could and I I can't ever
0: seem to get ahead and have inventory, even right. if I want to. Like I try to. Get a few hammers ahead, and I, I just can't keep them. Yeah. Like, I, I can't keep that going. Uh, but the only time I could see really a small maker doing the Black Friday thing is if, say, they have a few items that have been sitting on the shelf for six months, and they're like, it's just time to get these going. Right,
1: I right, yeah. Go
0: ahead and offer those at a discount just to get rid of them and pe- while people are in that bargain mindset.
1: That's the only way. I mean, if you have it. I mean, obviously, you're not going to Black Friday sale like a custom order that's going to take six yeah. months. But like, if you have stuff on hand, like merch is perfect. Like, I buy my merch. The oh yeah, fact I can is see that. I don't buy. I don't buy enough merch that I can get rid of it. Like I have. I mean, I don't have as much merch that's just sitting around. Like I buy it as I as I need it, and I have like good numbers. That I just. And the other thing is, is you don't make any money off. I mean, m- merch is like. This is the biggest sucker move of all time. I mean, if you're in the merch business, I don't know how the fuck you do it because it's like you can't make a nickel off of merch. It's just nothing but a pain in the ass. But
0: you make money in the merch business making the merch.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the only way to go. But, you know, the Black Friday is one of the things, and I'm, and I'm really sorry that Jonathan isn't here because yeah. like, I would really be interested in his opinion on it all. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but I what I do... What, like I said, I was really surprised at how many people reached out saying thank you for saying, you know, I know that it's Black Friday, but I ain't gonna, I can't do it, you know, and I'm not. And gonna, you shouldn't have to. But the but if one of the interesting things about the maker community now with social media is they've they're trying to they're trying to break into the 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 normal uh, society's idea of being able to buy something from an artisan, you know? So you, you're, you're like, it's a new world where you're buying this, like, you know, you you have access, you have access to like artisans with websites and you could buy their shit. So you, it's yeah, but I stuff.
0: feel like bargain shoppers are not generally the people buying from artisans as, as well.
1: But there are people who will buy custom knives from me, and they'll pay a lot of money, and they won't and then they, they're at
0: Walmart at six fifteen on Black Friday morning, squabbling over a television that's ten dollars off.
1: No, but what they'll do is I you uh, you're the artist, you make that choice, and I trust you as an artist but I need it by this wedding date, (laughs) you know, it's like, that's the, that's the ones that I get. It's, it's always just like, Oh, you're the artist. And I know I got a guy right now who you're the artist, you're the artist, you tell me, but like, when is it, when are are you sending it? And is it done yet? It's like, you still don't have, there's still this disconnect in terms of like, you know, is it a business or is it artisan or how are you being viewed? I mean, at the price that we're selling our knives for, I mean, look, I mean, there are other companies. I mean, Uh, Broadbeck does, Broadbeck Ironworks does these Black Friday sales and, you know, they're making to order too. So there's like a lead time and everything like that, but they feel the need to, you know, compete with that kind of stuff too. Uh,
0: you know, the people that are not willing to wait on a custom item either are uneducated in the way custom things are built. And the, I, the, the fact that the person building this has most likely got a list ahead of them. Right. And you know, it's your list. You can put anybody to the top if you want. Right. So if they, if you tell them, all right, look, I'm going to put you to the top of the list. It's going to be $200 more because you're making me screw everyone else behind you. And if they want to do that, fine. And if not, you know, you got to wait your turn. These things take time. Every, every person in front of you on the list deserves as much of my time as you do. So you're just going to have to wait.
1: I is the way I feel about I, it i I agree with you I generally don't like I'm not firm with my customers I just try to like i just you know I got a guy now who is like rattling our cage and driving poor Allison crazy and i'm I'm just like. Let's just get a, get them out of get our, get them out of our hair. It's not a big deal. I'll just I'll take care of them. And At I least you got
0: an Allison to deal with it.
1: Well, she's from Philly, so she only has so much, uh, you know, so much. Uh, she can only handle so much, but. You know, I, we, in the restaurant business, you call it referred to it as stroking someone because like if like a chef comes in the restaurant, you give them the white glove service, you take care of them and stuff like that. And, you, you know, I because I came from that, I like that. I mean, that whole mentality and stuff like that. But I would imagine for you is maybe you'll get a DM from a wife of someone who knows you and say, you my husband or my boyfriend is a huge fan of your hammers. And I would love to have one It surprise him with one of your hammers for Christmas. And it's like, yeah, we could probably work something. We out. could probably work something out. So that's the whole wiggle room in regards to hitting those deadlines. I know there's yeah. some people who are like adamant against it, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of want to fucking, I kind of want to make this dude fucking, I want to make this guy happy. You yeah. Know? You know, it was tough. So you're are you busy at all, or what are you up to these days? You know, how's I have
0: basically just been been I haven't been in the shop much lately. It's just kind of been doing ranch work, uh, gathering cows, getting them sorted, getting them sold, feeding them.
1: How's that? And go- what's that? How's that going? How's that going?
0: I'm just pretty much done. I sh- I sold my last a little handful of calves uh, last Tuesday, and that is the last of them that I'm selling for the year. And so now it's kind of getting back to be business as usual. Well, that's good yeah it it is good and and then some repair work. I flipped a trailer the other day and uh it's gonna require some repair.
1: what happened? How'd you flip the trailer? uh
0: you know I thought my trailer ball broke off was the first thing I thought, but it turns out it was not that the uh you know on a pickup you have that two inch receiver, okay. That the ball is mounted on the hitch, and then that hitch slides into that two-inch receiver, and then you have a pin that goes through it. Gotcha. And the pin was missing. Ah. So my whole hitch came out as I was traveling down the road at like 25 miles an hour. Oh, my God. Luckily, I was on the ranch, and nobody else was around. Of course, you know, I I put it on Instagram because it's kind of funny, but I don't even think I would have done that. Had I not flipped this trailer right by the highway. So anybody driving down going south past the ranch got to see this trailer upside down. And, you know, that's just kind of embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I would have met. That's like It's a
0: small people. town. <laughs> <Is Did> you <laughs> see that dumb son of a bitch flipped his trailer over?
1: Does that happen a lot? <laughs> I, I don't like, know.
0: Like, I don't know. Like,
1: like neighbors like saying, I think Ben flipped the trailer. He must I would in. imagine
0: so. I would imagine you know it's not going to make the newspaper or anything,
1: but talk <laughs> you imagine? Talk about it? Can you imagine? <laughs> I, and speaking of which, we got tons of uh, I got tons of weird stories. You know, I this episode was going to be with Jonathan, and yeah, we do usually do cowboy talk yeah. on Black Friday, but I thought we would do like New York talk. And I was looking at all these stories, and I, that would be, I, you know what? Frankly, so if so I could totally see somebody videoing you driving along the trailer, slipping out, flipping over. And then that is a story in your local paper. Because I would have so-
0: loved to have seen it.
1: it but unfortunately
0: pretty- I can't see out of the back of that truck other than the side view mirrors. And I was just traveling along and I felt like just heard this weird crash. I had my window down and then I slowed down and I was like, the, the truck is slowing down easier than it should because I had a bunch of weight on the trailer. And, uh, yeah, so I didn't actually get to see it happen, which is kind of, of a bummer.
1: How long did it take before you re- – how far away were you when you realized? That oh, you it was going- pretty
0: much immediately, oh, okay. just because I, I heard it.
1: Okay. Mm. That must have been a total, like, drag. Was it a uh, production Yeah, it, it, it just
0: completely fucks your whole day. Does it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this happened in the – like, pretty well first thing in the morning. It took me a while to get stuff situated, get the trailer filled up, because I was going to fill deer feeders, and so I had, you know – something like 7000 pounds of feed in this trailer that's really top heavy and then yeah it took me pretty much the rest of the day to get everything lined up and get it flipped back over and hidden in the barn out of eyesight from anyone
1: ugh what a pain ass yes. yeah well today was going to be uh today was going to be uh New York stories because I thought I figured you you and Jonathan had to we should. Learn I'm cu- about, like, I'm curious about the city life. Well, the here but here's the fun. So I'm looking up like usually what i I do in the search engine when I'm doing these you know funny stories is I'll look up like weird news and then I'll do weird news Florida weird news Texas and it's usually all these newspapers and next week I'm going to have a friend of mine on who's a, a reporter. Uh, journalists and I'm going to just berate the journalism and in, in general how it's done now because it's all the same. I mean, these they're all the fucking same. All these, they all use the same stuff. But when I looked it up, it was all New York Post stories that were about, it was from the New York Post, but it was weird stories that happened around. So we have some weird stories, but we also have some Black Friday news. Um, All right, and I'd love to. I'd love to talk to you about some Black Friday news. So this this art this first article comes from. It's basically a, a list of stories, and it's from People Magazine. It's the most insane Black Friday stories ever, from 15 retail workers who are still scarred. Okay, so as we know, as Ben had, uh, alluded to, and I don't think it's as much anymore as it used to be. Black Friday used to be a thing. Like I know that my aunt. And her daughters used to like wake up at two o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, they camp outside of Walmart.
1: Camp outside of, or Bloomingdale's, or, you know, Target, or all these places, and they would get these sales. I can't imagine these sales being that great, but nowadays, I don't think as many people do it as they used to. I think it used to you know, be much I, bigger I before. I think
0: the deals were, there was like, I said the TV, and it wouldn't be ten dollars off. It'd be like this great, like a fifty percent off deal on a TV. Right. But there might only be one television.
1: Right. Right. And then there, the, the, you, see, you see videos of people storming through the, 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 the and doors. the I mean, just having fist fights. I'm under the impression that the idea behind the name of Black Friday is it's this is the time where you the stores go into the black. Like they depend on this particular time in order to go into the black for the year. Um, that's what I call it the Black Friday. Uh, so I this, thought it
0: was like the plague.
1: Uh, it should. It might as well be. I mean, that's really what it's like. I mean, you see these videos of people like. Busting through glass windows to get, you know, the, the last, it, and, and fucking Schwarzenegger made that movie about, like, getting that toy for the kid and everyone's losing their minds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here's one story. A, a, guy, a guy says, I saw an elderly woman steal an ice cream maker out of a man's wheelchair in the electric cart. So an elderly woman stole an ice cream maker out of a man in a wheelchair's electric cart. Uh, you know... Some people really like ice cream. Has anyone ever taken anything out of your cart? I don't no. know what I would do if that ever happened. I, I would
0: lose. I'd lose my fucking shit.
1: Would you? Because I always. Oh, th-
0: I. I would just lose it. I'd be dumbfounded for about four seconds, and then I would lose it.
1: I've definitely been in the supermarket, and then I've somebody accidentally took my cart instead of theirs, and I'll say, "Excuse me, you have my cart." That happens. No, no one's that's an honest reached, accident. No one's ever reached into my cart to take something out. I would imagine that happens. I don't know. Number two is, uh, when I worked at Walmart, we had a fight breakout over a bike. Fists were thrown and there was a lot of blood. Eventually, one guy got a hold of it and managed to get away from the crowd. He rode the bike out of the store without paying. <laughs> So not only did he wrestle the fucking bike away, beat the shit out of the other person and then and and then biked it out. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to steal, I don't know if stealing on black Friday is the move. Maybe everyone's so like wigged out that maybe that is the move in the, I I don't know in all the confusion or probably most likely what happened was the fact that he got into a, a fight. And then, you know, sometimes like people will be like, I'm leaving. And he was just like, fuck it. I'm leaving. I got beat up. I'm taking the bike. I don't know. I wonder if it was a number three. Is someone punched a security guard in the face because they thought he was a customer skipping to the front of the line? He was just walking out the door to start a shift. (laughs) So this Uh, fucking guy, you know that he doesn't want to be there. Hell no. And then somebody cold cocked him because they thought he was in the fucking and getting out of line.
0: I can't imagine a worse time and place than being a security guard at like Best Buy or Walmart
1: on Black Friday. How mad would you be if you're just doing your job and someone cold cocks you by mistake? Oh, Fury. Are you? You know, being... just disappointed. Just disappointed in people. Are you? But but you're reacting. Like you feel like you're probably getting jumped. I'm sure it wasn't just like one punch. No, oh, excuse me, sir. It was probably like. There was a scuffle, and it's just like, God damn, that's some fucking. I actually, one of my my kid has friends who they they work at Walmart, and I'll I'll ask them if they're nervous about being at Walmart. Well, just the There's mindset 16-year-olds. that
0: you immediately go to cold cock somebody for for thinking that they're skipping the line.
1: I it would be great would be if the guy who cold cocked the security guard had been beaten up by the guy who stole the bike. Now that's the story. The, you know gu- what?
0: That's can the, the security guard not just. Excuse me, sir. You need to leave now. Oh, and j- you are you are getting rid of him. You get the you get the
1: boot. You get the fucked boot. up. You you fucked up. You're 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 gone. You can't. Yeah, of course you can't just start punching people. Uh, number four is I watched a woman collapse in hysterics into my manager's arms because she didn't have the exact model of cooler that she wanted. That's intense. That is. Number five, a lady called 911 because we wouldn't price match with Best Buy. The police came and arrested her for misusing the emergency service. <laughs> That's Wait, the- now what? A lady called 911 because we wouldn't price match with Best Buy. The police came and arrested her for misusing the emergency service. So she was mad that they wouldn't price oh, I, yeah, match. Oh, I, yeah, I get it. I just- Called the police. Police arrested her. Well, good for them. That's a fucking good move. I would, I would think that they'd be so angry to be pulled, to go in that they would do that. I, there's got to be some little, you know, little things of just like, cops have, I would imagine that cops have to deal with so much shit. There's some days, I would imagine some arrests are just a pain in the ass, but some of them are totally righteous. And I think that one- Oh yeah, and
0: you just, you get to feel good about it. Yeah. But okay. I mean, like, I, I'm kind of surprised that that is an arrestable offense,
1: I mean I would imagine that you could probably like I mean misuse of emergency service. I mean she shouldn't have called the police for that. You know. And the fact that she stuck around. What do you, what do you think that the 911 operator said?
0: All right ma'am, we're sending officers. They're going to sort this out. And then they just showed up and arrested her?
1: They you I would imagine that you would have to and I'm obviously I don't know anything about law enforcement. You're either making that to, dispatch is calling the car the cop car the cop car doesn't probably doesn't want to be there knows it's going to be like a karen situation and they've already made the decision what is our line for arresting this person either she's we give her a lacing and it's over and we can all go about about our business or if she gives us fritz we're taking her in there's got to be like you're talking to your partner and you're like what are we all yeah, we're, we're making a plan here what's the line yeah I think that, or the guy was like, "I'm gonna fuck this this person up, and I'm gonna arrest him regardless." Like, I, I, I can't, yeah. I can't let them. All, like, I've talked my way out of tickets, and it's usually because I'm nice and polite. I actually had a one guy. I was, uh, I was at a friend's house. we were watching UFC fight. I was so tired. I was driving home, and I just wanted to get home. And I was arrested. I wasn't arrested. I was pulled over, and then the guy says, "Where have you been?" I said, it "Was at my friend's house." And we were, he said, "Have you been drinking?" I said, "I had one beer," and he goes uh what were you doing I said we we're watching the UFC fight and he grilled me he says who won and I said oh this guy won Then this guy won and this guy won and he goes okay have a good night go home safe I I was nice I had the I was polite and I didn't need it but I can't imagine that if you're uh if you're a craziest crazy enough to call 911 at Black Friday you're probably not reasonable enough to—and most likely not expecting the police to take you in, too. Yeah. That's the ultimate backfire, right?
0: I mean, what do they expect? Do they expect the police to show up and arrest the cashier? Dude,
1: you get messages— You from, should have
0: price-checked.
1: You get messages—I see videos of people calling the police because they got pickles on their hamburgers. You know, it's like you hear the—people are total—they think that—well, the, they well, probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that the police have— shown that authority isn't just cut and dry you know it's like you know maybe they'll beat him up for me anybody getting to beat maybe they want maybe they want to beat somebody up let's get them to beat him up you may be right there you know i mean i'm a i'm i just went to an event i went to a police event this weekend honoring a friend of mine and i was around a lot of cops And they were great. And they're also psyched that there was an open bar. And the funniest part was, (laughs) here's the funniest part. There's 500 cops there, and they're great. And I was having nice conversations with a couple of them and stuff like that. The guy who was supposed to speak kept saying, guys, if you don't quiet down, we're never going to... They had to close the open bar to get through the speech. And the speaker said, listen, guys, the sooner I'm done, the sooner the bars are going to open up. That was the only way they could hold these (laughs) cops back was to threaten them by saying... We're not going to open this bar up until you guys settle down, and these dudes are like losing their mind waiting for the open bar. So, uh, you know, I could see that the cops are
0: people too, they're and like they pe- want to unwind. And I could see being a cop kind of like being a nurse or a doctor. It's just so stressful as fuck Dude. when you get off, or you get the opportunity to really unwind. Oh it.
1: yeah. One of them said, one of them was saying he, they were talking about, it was, it was an, it was a, it was a, um, I do a lot of these things with, uh, it's, it's organizations outside of the police that help the police. And this one was like helping fa- I do a lot with, uh, helping of families of, uh, 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 uh armed uh, for of of the police who you know it helps families who have you know someone's lost or something like that you know or someone lost in the line of fire or something like that I do a lot of that stuff because right. I believe in I believe in it I believe in these people and the families and the sacrifice that they the sacrifice of the families and stuff like that and you I you hear this guy saying we we see people at their worst you know we have to deal with people at their worst and figure out how to deal with it so I'm thinking these guys are like we're going into Black Friday, which is probably like in you know, a Walmart, probably like going to Beirut, you know, in nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> and then they're and then they're like, these you other know, two things: either like what is going to happen, we just give this personal warning, or she's going to be shocked when we arrest her, you know, because she thinks that they're going to arrest the manager. So, so let's keep going. Uh, one of our male customers hit another male customer upside the head with a crock pot. What were they fighting over? The crock pot. <laughs> Both customers had to be dragged out of the store by the police. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, fucking crazy. Um there's another one. They tore down our mall's door again. <laughs> like the doors get ripped <laughs> I off. How many times it's been ripped off? However, I will say this. I once was coming out of a Home Depot and the and the and the automatic door didn't open fast enough and I bumped it and it dropped off the hinges real easy. So I mean, I'm sure they didn't like... Wait, home- you did this? Accidentally a couple of years ago in front of my kid. My kid was just like, dude, dude. She goes, she goes dude, you broke the fucking Home Depot. And I was like, relax. They, they got the shit to fix it. They, don't worry. Yeah, they got the fucking ratchets. They'll fix it themselves. But she's like, dude, you broke the Home Depot. I was like, relax, relax, kid. Um, Here's another one. Uh there was a sale, one dollar for towels or something. This guy jumped into the towel bin and literally growled at anyone who tried to get a towel. He claimed them all. <laughs> he wanted towels. That's wow. Nice. Oh tense. Beanie babies. They would toss the beanie babies from a bin from a bin on a table. People were vultures after these things. I I was about nine and an old lady grabbed a cat out of my hand. I stomped on her foot and stole it back. I was so proud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. The, the beanie baby craze was nuts.
1: The beanie baby crazy was the craze was fucking nuts. And I remember this guy that worked for my father who was also like really big into pyramid schemes. Like he felt like he never felt like pyramid schemes were ever pyramid schemes. And then he would go from Russian vitamins to, to doing something else. And then he'd have these meetings and he would get people to get involved. And then, you know, that whole trickle-down system, and they'd all fall yeah. apart. And then every time I would see him, he always had some other, you know, fucking, like I said, I'm not kidding when I said Russian vitamins. He had this whole thing of Russian vitamins. And then one time he says, I got this new investment I want you to know about. I'm like, what is it? And I'm now I'm like 20, 19 or 20. And he goes, beanie babies. I said, what? He's like, yeah, they're very collectible and they impre- increase in value. And I'm just looking at. I mean, this is a fucking dude. This is a dude who works with his hands. He's a manager mm-hmm. of a place. He's a hardworking guy, and he, you know, he knows how to fix tractors and you work on a vineyard and all this stuff. And he was like talking about these beanie babies like it was gold. And but, for a short time, he was right. For a short time, he was right. Yeah. Have you ever seen the picture of there's.
0: A man and a woman on their knees in a courtroom and they're going through a divorce and they're having to sort through their Beanie Baby collection in the courtroom to decide who gets custody of what Beanie Baby.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) You know, I, uh, great. I think I hate money enough that I'd be like, just get out of my life. Just take it all. I don't care. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm, I'm the totally that way. I have all the, these opportunities come my way and it seems like such a pain in the ass. I'm just like, just fucking take it. Take the fucking Beanie Babies. Get out of my life. Uh, people had been lined up for at least 10 hours. We had tons of things for sale and most people were trying to score deals on fancy electronics. Except the first person in line. Nope, that person waited all the, that time for a one... To buy one of those candles, buy one, oh to buy one get one candles. Oh, that's not very good. Uh, I worked at Black Friday at a children at, at the children's place. The children's place is a store, and I saw two ladies getting into a physical fight about size two T jeans. It was the last pair they were there were there, and they were six dollars. Not coincidentally, that was my last retail job. Um. Here's another one. I worked in a customer service at a grocery store, and once had a customer return a fully eaten rotisserie chicken, saying they were bringing it back because it was bloody. One look told me, one look told me that with anyone else's eyes, that that blood was strawberry jam. My manager, my manager still made me issue the refund with a smile because the customer is always right. The fucking guy got strawberry jam, smeared it on the carcass, and returned it. How much is a rotisserie chicken? Seven bucks? Six I was going to
0: say six, seven dollars. <laughs> That's a fucking good one, dude. You know what? If you're that manager, you're just giving him the refund oh, just so-, so you have that story. Get
1: it out of my here you go yeah here you go here you go no problem yeah i want I, i've gotten involved being online in a supermarket and people are doing a fucking scam with checks or a scam with gift cards or something like that and it's always like oh my god i'm never gonna get out of here i, I got change been ca- lanes
0: have you ever been caught behind one of those like super coupon people
1: oh yeah who d- is demanding of well there's there's the same person that's demanding of the deals demanding to get the customers and they're the same person that they're demanding at the post office. Actually, I could see that. The post office this past week, a guy came in sending a package to Germany, but the address wasn't correct. Like there wasn't like a postal code or wasn't something like that. And my the woman that I deal with just said, "Sir, that you don't have I'm 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 putting in this address and this, you're not giving me all the information." He goes, "Well, I do it every year." Oh, I do it every year, just like this. And he, and she says, Bro, you understand? I understand that you do it every year, but I need a specific postal code. He's like, I do this every year like this, just like this. And he doesn't realize that the line is getting longer and he's not understanding that it has nothing to do with with the world. It is the deal with she needs something from him that he refuses to yeah. give, and then all of a sudden and this is like it was like, I just wanted to turn on like bro. She's trying to help you. And so she ended up and turning. And she can't just take it and say, okay. She can. And what she said was, okay, I'll take it. But when it comes back, I'll, you, you will know why. And then All he right. says, great, you're taking it. As in like, okay, that means it's going to be there. Yeah. And I wanted to turn to this guy. I'm like, motherfucker, this thing going to Germany that you're going to pay 100 bucks for is coming back. And it's going to come back kicked or something. Just go get the right address. And it, it was like, it. you get those types of people. They're just, they're so crazy.
0: I do everything humanly possible to not hold up the line. Oh, Like I will never put my, like if, when I pay cash, I don't even bother putting it back in my wallet because I don't want to be in the line. I just shove the gob of change into my pocket and I'll sort it out later just so I can get out of the line.
1: Me too. And actually, when I first started the knife making business, I didn't know that you could get uh, these, uh, shipping services that you can buy the, the shipping, uh, yeah. ahead of time. So I would show up, I would bring donuts. I, the, my whole thing for years is bring, bring donuts to the fucking post office. Cause they, you know, it, ultimately, you know, they don't want to deal with this shit anyway. No one, no one treats postal people nice, but I would bring like 25 at a time and I'd be like, Oh my God, they got to fill this out completely. So finally, and they were just like, Oh Jesus Christ. So they finally, I got the, the shipping labels services, and then I would come in with like I would be whistling a happy tune because I'd have a car to stuff, and then you know, and people would be like, oh no, we gotta wait for him. I'm like, they're all done. Don't worry about
0: it. You drop it off. They're paid for. Yeah, it's the they best. They scan them in. That's the best. You're done.
1: Oh yeah, but I'm just like you. I don't want to be a wait. Like if there's a problem, I, I I don't no small talk, no fucking around I, because I, I don't want to talk
0: there. on my phone in line.
1: Here it is. I I, I yeah. give
0: whoever's in front of me, like before COVID, six foot of distance minimum before COVID, after COVID, I'll give them 10 feet and I want somebody behind me. Give me, give me some, give me some space. I don't need you, you know, I don't need to feel your breath on my neck.
1: Back off. <sighs> there is definitely, there should be an express lane at the, at the, at the post office. And a, do you do the, uh, do, I don't know if you have it. Do you have the self checkout at the supermarket? uh no not here in town i don't there's the self-checkout is great they have a self-checkout at home depot which is great and they have a self-checkout at the supermarket the problem is it isn't figured out yet so like a lot of times you scan the thing at the supermarket you put it in the bag and then there'll be a problem like well, you didn't put it in the bag well, yes i did put it in the bag and then there's like this like alarm button that calls the assistant and the assistant comes over or if there's one assistant to six different lanes you know six different machines it's like a problem and you just feel I, like,
0: I don't like using self-checkout
1: there's because lo- i'm
0: not an employee of the store checking I, myself out i would rather somebody check me out
1: i am completely with you and the self-checkout thing is fascinating because it has cost jobs like it, yeah. it does cost jobs and we, at the supermarket, we don't do the self-checkout because it's just, number one, it takes too long. But number two is I do agree that it does, it does. It was great for COVID, but at the same time, it was like, it does. And to the point now where there are no, if you go anywhere in New York, New Jersey, New York and New Jersey, there are no toll booth operators anymore. Like zero. Like they don't even have, in some places, they've taken the whole toll booth out and then not just have be easy pass, but they'll have a bar with like, uh whatever sensors and those sensors will scan if you have the easy pass or whatever your pass or they'll just fucking scan your your license plate and bill you
0: isn't it the best whenever you got to go through tolls whenever you have a brand new car and you got dealer plates on there it's and you can just run all the passes i you know what
1: i've never we've gone through these things without any kind of Things. I, I don't know if because we do have an easy pass. I do have an easy pass account. I don't know if they just build the easy pass account or I've never gotten a bill. I've never gotten a bill for the only time I ever got a bill was I was helping my mother years ago parking her car. She would park her car at my place and then all of a sudden she calls me up and she starts screaming and hollering. and I can't believe you would go through a stop sign. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What are you talking about, mom? And she goes, oh, I got this bill from the state and you went through the stop sign and I got the bill. I looked at the fucking and then I had a picture of my mother's car and it was going through, it was it was her, she it was her. So it was she had done it. She had run through the red light, and I'm like, I was never anywhere near this place. It was you, and then you call me to blame me. It was outrage. I was like, I mean, it was funny. That part was funny because it was just like she just lit me up, and I'm like, Well, I'm sorry, mom. If I, obviously it was me, if I went through a stoplight I accidentally, I would I'll pay for it. And I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, Fuck you. That's not that 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 wasn't this me. This is it was a you. picture of you. Yeah, it was great. It was like she, oh, she's like, oh, and she didn't apologize. She's like, oh, I don't know. Huh, that's weird. I thought it was you. (laughs) Good old mom. Good old mom. All right, number 14. My first Black Friday, I was working in a Walmart. I was assigned to be one of the employees that had to cut open the packages that contained our merchandise. As I readied the box cutter, I got shoved by a customer, and I fell right on it and sliced my hand open you ever do uh you ever do uh 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 yard sales or anything like that yeah did, what, what, what were your i mean did you ever have yard sales uh my folks we'd get together we had some
0: you know we lived outside of town uh and so they had some neighbors in town we'd kind of get together and have like a three or four families do a yard sale yeah
1: they're the worst my sister had it lives in the North Fork of Long Island which is like yard sale capital of New York and the yard sales are so heavily picked over and they're like professional yard sale goers. Yeah. And we used to have a she used to have a yard sale. The family would bring stuff up and I just remember the people would be at five o'clock in the morning, they'd be peering over the over the gate, saying, "I want that, I get that. I want that, I get that. What's under there?" We're like, "I haven't even woken up yet." They're screaming and hollering, and this one woman, my my wife, put together like a box of like here, twenty you know twenty five cents for anything in this in this bucket, and this woman came up to my wife and says, "I'll take this." She grabs something out of the twenty five cent bin and she goes, "I'll take this, but for fifteen cents." And my wife was like, "Okay, fine." And I and then I, I overheard it and I go, "No. She can pay the fucking 25 cents. <laughs> she can said, pay the quarter. I, you can pay the quarter, not some We're not doing this today." We're not and I, she just looked at me mortified. I was just like, "We're not doing this. You pay her the 25 cents or fucking leave it in the bucket." You fucking whack off. Uh, that kind of reminds me of sort of like in it
0: it estate sales are the same way. Like yeah. people will line up and I got kind of a funny estate sales story for you. Do it. Uh so for years I had been on the anvil hunt and I had found one anvil. I, I bought it. It was cheap. It was a Peter Wright. It was beat to shit. So I was living out here at the ranch and I was still looking for like, you know, a bigger, better anvil, better than, you know, my 125 pound beat to shit, Peter Wright. Right. And so I got this flyer in the mailbox for an estate sale in Amarillo and on the flyer, it said 400 pound anvil. And I was like, "This is it. This is my time." And I called the estate company, and they're like, "Yeah, here's here's the time and the place." And it's a beautiful anvil. It's in really good condition. And so I talked to my dad, and I was like, "We're going for this fucking anvil." Like, what time in the morning do you think we ought to be there? And we, you know, started at like, well, we could probably be there by seven. No, we probably need to be there by five. And we just worked ourselves up into a fucking lather where we decided we're spending the night. We're going to sleep in the truck or hang out in the truck. We're getting this 400 pound anvil. And
1: it was cheap, too. It's like $400. Question. Was there there a, a potential that it would get stolen out from under you?
0: I, I, you know, I assume other people were going to be there would want that anvil too, because we're in a pretty anvil poor area. <laughs> right. So the, the opportunity for a big anvil in Amarillo doesn't come, come along very often. Okay. So we, like I said, we just worked ourselves up. We're going to go, we're going to piss in bottles, whatever. We're going to camp out in front of this house. So we do it. My dad and I hang out. We have a pretty good night. We watch some movies on an iPad. And it, it was pretty fun. I don't know, at like 5 o'clock we get our lawn chairs out and we go sit on the porch and wait. And we're the first in line and pretty soon, I mean pretty shortly after we sat down, some other people, start. other men started showing up and everybody was there for that anvil there was like seven of them so i'm the first one in there i look at it and it is an absolutely destroyed <laughs> cast iron bridge <laughs> anvil
1: so what did you say
0: fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh. kind of my go to word and yeah it was so that was my my camp out be there early story Dude, or I'd say sale oh, whatever the-
1: the anvil thing is such a racket. And you know, I've talked to Andrew Alexander, Pile of times. Oh, yeah. It is such a racket because the people selling them never know what they have unless they're guys who fucking forge. You know, that's not really true
0: anymore, though, because people get on eBay, Facebook, like people, it, the information is out there. So everybody researches everything before they sell it unless you stumble across that one deal and it's like some old people or somebody that just wants it out of their way and are willing to part with it cheap. But now it's the opposite. Is everybody's got these just beat-to-shit anvils and they think they're worth $1,000 right. for a 65-pound anvil right. that's had the horn broken off and has no edges. Right. But yeah, it's it's that whole market is crazy, but that, that was a pretty big disappointment.
1: I had, uh, back in the day, my sister did back in really back in i would say the 90s when ebay started my sister had a bookstore but she made a ton of money selling books on ebay when ebay first started 90s 2000s 2000s she started doing basically her their bookstore but like on uh you know virtually and on ebay they had incredible sale i mean they did like forty thousand dollars in business one year just doing on ebay it was like oh i could see that oh and it was like huge and she was just like i don't have to go anywhere this was like the early stages of i must have been it must have been the late 90s early 2000s and it was just like this was the beginning stages of i don't have to have a store to have a business so she She, I mean, she really spent a lot of time doing eBay books and she got a good reputation. It was connected to her her bookstore and it was like solid business without having to go. She didn't have to leave her fucking house. She was like, this is the dream come true. And she convinced me that I should start selling stuff on eBay. So I have a pile of comic books. I still have tons and tons of comic books that, you know, some of them I want to, I have a lot that I want to keep just because I'm like... I just don't really want to do it. And then I started selling them on eBay because I was just like, ah, I'll give you some extra money and get rid of these comics. So I started selling a lot of X-Men comics and I had a lot of the original Wolverine comics and I sold Wolverine number one. And I remember trying to figure out what condition that they were in. And I would take pictures of the comic books and then I would look to see if the edges were, you know, the edges were nice and there weren't any like dog ear, you know, pictures and stuff like that. And I, re- I felt like I, what I want to do is I want to represent the, the condition of these as well as possible. And everything was always, when I bought comics, I would read them and then i put them in the plastic sleeves and, and the boards and I would store them in the, the darkness. And they weren't, none of them were fucked up. None yeah. of them were in mint condition, but they I was selling them as good condition. And they were. I sold this Wolverine comic to a guy and I know that it was in good condition. I know that there weren't any problems. And then I got a message back after he bought it. It was like a good one. It was like a, like under number 10. It was like, it was like a really good issue. It was like a real Did good it have
0: strawberry jelly on
1: it. it no straw. It was fucking crispy. It was good. And then, and I don't think I made much. I think I made probably like $17 or something like that. It wasn't just like, wasn't earth shattering or biting yeah. me. Or maybe it was like closer to the 30 bucks. I'm not hundred percent sure. I got this message from this guy saying you didn't, you know, you sold this comic in different condition that you said and I want my money back. I said, okay, no problem. I, I, I'm sorry. Send it back to me. I'll, no, I'll refund you and you said, and this is, I was like, you know, 20 and I was just like, I don't want a problem. So yeah. I said, I'll refund you the money, send it back to me. He sent it back to me. It was completely a different comic book and he had, he had obviously he taken post-it notes and posted where there was a rip here and the rip there and rip there, rip there, whatever stuff like that and I was like, this is not the comic book I sent the, this guy. And I was so mad because it's just like, he clearly just sent me a shittier version of, of, of what I sent him. Yeah. And I gave him his money back. Fuck this eBay altogether. Don't do this shit anymore. And I didn't. However, when I did, I made a fucking killing on was fishing gear. I, I was selling fishing rods just because I had so much fishing rods, fishing reels. And I had this, and and this is the one regret I ever had, was my wife, when I was really into fishing, she got me a a, uh, Shimano uh, Calcutta baitcaster, golden color baitcaster, dynamite, no fucking thumb thing. It was like, it was like beautiful. It was for my birthday. I was a crazy bass fishing guy. I'll never forget what it was. It was a Shimano Calcutta. And it was a fucking just a beauty, but I just never used it and i was like i could use the money da, 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 da. and i remember selling it for 3 times what i paid for it like it, it just went i mean the bidding oh, would go shit. Up, the bidding would just go up and up and up and there were times where i would i you would, it was like it was like a slot machine like you, you see the bidding's go up and you're just like oh, what the fuck do i have here and i just remember thinking to me and I, I think i probably sold it for 3 times what i paid for it or what she paid for it and i was just like that's the one thing i wish i'd never sold i wish i still had that baitcaster. caster
0: my mother had herself a little eBay business there for quite a while. And what she would do is she'd go to thrift stores and my mom says, look, she's a tiny little thing. And she'd buy the largest women's clothes she could find.
1: For like <laughs> why, a quarter. why the largest women's clothes?
0: Because they sold good. <laughs> and so she'd buy them for a quarter, go home, wash them, you know, make them look pretty not nice, or, you know, just whatever. And then she'd model them, and you know the the ones the size of a circus tent would sell for crazy money, like seventy dollars for a, a circus tent mumu that she bought for a quarter.
1: Do you think? I mean, would she call you up and say you'll never guess what? How much money I made off this fucking tarp? Uh, sometimes, yeah.
0: Because that... I, you know, at, at first I, I, the, she started doing this. And I don't know how she even got into it, but she like it. I was just like, this is some sort of scam. I can't believe you're doing this. And then it, like, just turned into a business.
1: Yeah. And I don't know.
0: She's, like, the COVID kind of killed it because of the thrift stores.
1: Right, right, right.
0: But, yeah, and I think the people she was selling to, you know, are not the ones that, you know, really wanted to get out and shop. yeah. They weren't going to Black Friday sales for for their
1: billboard tarps dresses. Uh, <laughs> they were looking for like discretion. They yeah. were looking for discretion, discreet yep. fashion, discreet fashion. Exactly. You, your story, and we've told this your story before. Your watch, your Rolex story, is one of the best of all times. Uh, that one is a, that one was pretty crazy. Do you want to give it the uh, the short the short version of the story? Yeah, I
0: can, I can give it a run through. I. Uh, Right after Pinecone was born, so it would be right around seven years ago, there was an estate sale, kind of an estate sale slash junk sale here in town. And I went, bought some just kind of trash, you know, just shit like some tools. I bought a post vise. And I needed to go pick some, you know, some, some of the bigger things I needed to pick up for. So I came back, got a pick up. My dad and I went back over there. We're looking around and on one wall, there is a box of disassembled watches. And so I asked the lady, how much are these? Everything on that wall is $3. So I'm looking and I see a box and I see the little Rolex crown. And I think, hmm, $3? Yes, sir. I'm gonna buy this and we get in the truck. My dad kinda, he just thinks it's silly that I spent $3 for a box of Rolex parts. And I didn't know what I had. I kind of thought I may have had something sort of special But at the same time, I was like, it's just parts. It's $3. If nothing else, I can throw it away. But maybe I can make a necklace or whatever. Maybe the parts are worth something. And I found this vintage Rolex forum on the internet. And I started, I I put it on there, showed a picture of what I got and said, what do I do with this? Do I throw it away? Do I try to get it fixed? Is it worth anything? And the first thing that comes back is a guy offered me $5,000 for it, for this box of parts. Yeah. And from there, for the next like 12 hours, 24, nah, it was about 12 hours. It just kind of went nuts. But had, what, kind of what kind of pictures did you take?
1: What kind of pictures did you just like put everything out and then they could see what it was? Or
0: I can send you a picture of the picture or I can send you the pictures. It's it's not everything laid out. It is just literally this clear box with watch parts in it.
1: And people recognize some things. and are just like, oh, shit, that's the fucking whatchamacallit.
0: Yeah, that, oh, shit, that is the whatchamacallit. And you know, <laughs> had, had I, I could have had I taken all the time and had ten grand at hand to get it fixed at that time, and a year to wait, they'd have to hunt down parts and everything. And pro- like they, the guys I talked to said, it'd be like ten, fifteen thousand dollars to get it fixed. It's like a hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollar watch.
1: Oh my god!
0: It, it, it's a it's an oddball one in. It, it was a pretty neat deal, and the final—I did, I obviously
1: the, didn't get that much. Well, the final bid, the guy offered to fly you to California. The
0: guy offered to fly me to California to bring it to him, and I said, "I'll I'll see you there." And so my dad and I, because you know, me and the dude hang out, uh, we flew out there and dropped it off to him. And he he was like, "Do you want part of this in cash?" It's like, "No, just wire it all to me." But he pulls out fourteen thousand dollars and was like, "Well, I need to go deposit this real quick." And it was like at 14000 but in like not all hundreds. It was a big old gob of money. It was, I don't know, it had to have been tw- five, tens and twenties and stuff, not hundreds. So you he wired you the money? Yeah, he wired me the money. And the funny thing is, I had just gotten paid this kind of crazy amount for a box of watch parts, and the bank had shut down my credit card, my debit card, so we're out there, and I can't even spend any money on dinner because the bank had shut my card down for suspicious activity of me going to California.
1: (laughs) So you got it all squared away. You guys are like 14 grand. You got 14 grand and you're broke. No, I mean, no, that was the 14 grand that he had to deposit
0: so he could wire me money.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, so it was more than 14 grand. Uh, Yeah. Cause substantially more, you don't have to say numbers. You don't want to.
0: A fair amount more.
1: <laughs> oh baby, yeah. And then yeah, when, was... that story—I love that story, and 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 I love the fact that as soon as you got back, you went straight back to see what other kind of watches they had.
0: Oh hell no! I I was there the next day. I mean, I was I was actually at this sale with my mother. My mother. So the offers had started coming, and my mom was like, "We got to see what else is at, at sale." And so we go over there and I'm sitting in the car with Pineco. My mother's inside looking to see if she can find anything else. And that's when I got the email from the guy saying, here's what I'll pay you and fly you out there, out here to bring it to me.
1: Jesus. Did he put you guys up too? Or you was a Uh, one day thing? No, he didn't.
0: God damn it. He didn't, but he
1: paid airfare. That's crazy. Yeah. What a story. Do you want to hear some more Black Friday horror stories? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is a different article. This is Black Friday, 10 Black Friday horror stories. Uh, the 4 a.m. chill sets, you let's go to, okay, number one, number 10 is a shootout in the Toys R Us. It began on a Black Friday, but at 2008, the Toys R Us in Palm Desert, California, something went terribly wrong. Two women began throwing verbal jabs and then actual jabs in the, in the store's electronic department. Then the two men they were with began fighting and drew handguns. As the shoppers scrambled to safety, the men turned to the Toys R Us Turned the Toys R Us into a scene from the Old West. They chased each other down the aisles, firing and killing each other, but no one else during the incident.
0: Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Dad's He's... dead.
1: Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, de- Merry Christmas, Dad's dead, getting you a toy. Can you imagine? Uh, number nine, a rip-roaring time. Although Walmart in Upland, New York, was uh, open all night on Thanksgiving 2009, employees had put aside special merchandise that was not to be opened until 5 a.m. on Black Friday. Unfortunately, the bargain hunters weren't willing to wait. Scores of shoppers began ripping into the shipwra- uh, ship shrink-wrapped items hours before they were released. Franny employees called 911 at 2.44 a.m. for help controlling the crowds, the rowdy shoppers were all ordered outside and told to line up and wait. They passed the time outside yelling and screaming and pounding on the glass, store glass, and it wasn't even 6 a.m. It wasn't even 6 a.m. that order was restored, and the shoppers were cautiously let back inside. I just don't need that in my life. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing. There's There, You know, one thing there does, I mean, it's not really the same. I mean, you'd think that would happen at, like, Blade Show because, like, when they open the doors – there's a group of people who run to like Spider Tech or micro Tech and to get this like very limited edition Switchblade. Yeah. But they're like dorks. They're not like, you know, they're not beating each other up, you know? It's not, it's like, it's just like dorks. Is there a lot started. of
0: security at Blade Show? Not
1: that I know of. I mean, see, I
0: would kind of think in, in a, a weapons show. They they might might have a fair amount of security just because
1: I think the or I think that the the Cobb Center has security, but the times I was there, I never noticed like an enormous an, amount, an exorbitant amount of security guards. I think everyone's I, I can see, people are. Pretty I could also there. see everybody being pretty well self-policing. People are pretty cool at the blade show. I mean, they're jerk offs, but I mean most I mean most knife makers most of them know each other. I mean that's yeah. the reason why the pit is so great is because I mean it's like a fucking it's it's a zoo but nobody's out of control. There's nobody right. losing their fucking mind. Like that actually to me would be surprising. Like this is like these are strangers. You know, I would imagine that a place where you, you know, Blade Show, they know each other. They would be like, "Hey, did you hear about this guy? He fucking came in. He was a total douchebag." I mean, once it, I mean we heard the story, you know, uh you know Rick Hall, right? Yeah. Rick Hall told a story to Moreco that a guy came up to his table and tested how sharp his knife was. And he fucking took this Bowie knife and started to shave his arm. The knife was so sharp, it like sliced off half of his fucking arm. And it's, but I mean, it's just like there are guys like that who, who are like, they're trying to be cool, but. You know, I don't think that there's a, there's a, any problems. I don't think people are knocking each other out. There is one thing that's funny is if you go to the pit at night, there'll be dudes sitting around a table, and you know they'll 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 be sitting around a table. I saw this once, and they all had you know like boxes in front of them, and in the boxes were they were like you know like pelican cases. Yeah. And they all had the pelican cases open with all their switchblade, all their blades out, and they were stand sitting there. There must have been nine of them sitting in silence, just flipping their knife. The whole table, this whole round table, they're all sitting there, just flipping knives and not saying a word to each other. It was bizarre. (laughs) You know, and they probably
0: got like forty thousand dollars worth of knives in that box.
1: Oh, probably, probably. You know, look, I'm with you. I actually, I was.
0: Custom pocket knives are fucking crazy expensive.
1: I just got a cool. I, I got a, you know, the flipping knife game is so is actually. I, that's actually something that I, I didn't think i wanted to do one until i got one i got this uh i think it was like a cricket or crkt we all call them crickets and it does it is a little flipper and i'm just like i do find myself giving it a little flip once in a while i do it is there's something about that it's like I,
0: a, i've got a switchblade that i carry in the truck and it's it's just a fidget toy
1: yeah it is a fidget i toy. don't cut
0: anything with it i just have it in there to play with
1: yeah yeah, there is something about that. I, I always thought that was goofy until I was just like, wow, this is. <laughs> I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Uh, after black after midnight on Black Friday, 2011, something went terribly wrong for one shopper in South Carolina, West Virginia uh, South Charleston, West Virginia, in a Target store. A sixty year a sixty one year old man became ill and dropped to the floor, where he ma- remained as frenzied shoppers stepped sh- stepped over his body on their way to their Black Friday bargains. Eventually, a nurse discovered the ailing man started to perform CPR and off-duty paramedic also came to the man's aid and they waited with him for an ambulance. Although the man was transported to the hospital, he later died. Outraged friends and family said they couldn't fathom why someone wouldn't help him sooner.
0: It, it, people just lose all their humanity over toys.
1: Uh, you know what? And I, getting a bargain. It, I, it just blows my mind. As a New Yorker who I, I love New York. I love New York. If you go to New York and ask somebody for directions or something like that, that will help you. But you learn at a very early age to kind of like just keep going. <laughs> your own oh, I can't
0: imagine. There's I'll, a little like, bit of I'll, that. i pull over know. and help people on the side of the road.
1: You know, no, you I, help people on the side of the road, but like there is a line. There is a you. There's a line you cross. Like there's like a homeless guy begging for money on the subway. If he's just going back and forth, you know, trying to, you kind of like avert your eyes at some point. Like,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. The people There is a the, line a that corner. some
1: people have that it's just like I can't, you know, we're not gonna say this I mean this guy is like clearly you know, this is what they do, you know. It's but uh all right. Uh sucker punch at a Sears. No one likes a line cutter, but someone some people take it to extremes. While waiting in line in San Antonio, Texas Sears at nine PM Thanksgiving night. Can you imagine? Getting there at 9.15 Thanksgiving night. A shopper tried to cut the line. When another man objected, the the offending line hopper punched him in the face. Uh, the man... Uh, I just lost it. Fuck. Uh, the man... Um, uh, punched him in the face. The man who, who took the sucker punch pulled out a handgun. A move, he said later, he made in self-defense. The line cutter fled. The police took the gun owner into custody after releasing him, saying it was within his right... It was... It was within his rights to have a concealed permit. He was asked to leave the CL, Sears, but uh, store va- given a store voucher for the next visit. Uh, this one, these aren't fun. Uh, let, me, let me see if so, I can find a funner so one. So he
0: didn't get to stay in line and, and check out?
1: No, he got asked to leave. He got asked That's to okay. leave. Um, here's, some more. here's some more from BuzzFeed. They're usually pretty good for uh, 22 horror stories. Clean up at uh, Register 9, this uh, this lady came, came with a little kid to the register and set her down on the ground. The young girl began, uh, began complaining and ha- about having to use the bathroom, and the mom kept ignoring her telling her to wait until they got home. The daughter ended up peeing all over my station, and the mom didn't say anything about it. She paid, grabbed her bags, and said that I should clean that up and just left.
0: What an asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times you don't believe your kids sometimes, you know? No,
0: but you don't, like, I would apologize profusely. And if that happened, had I not finished checking out, I'd have picked up my kid right then. Regardless of if, like, if the, the little machine is waiting for my debit card. I'm terribly sorry. I have to go. Oh, yes. I picked up my kid and left.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No question. No question. My kid, when she was very young, she was in the car and she was like saying, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. And and my wife was just like, yeah, you'll be okay. Just hold what you got. And she barfed everywhere. And she just turned to her mother and just like, I told you.
0: Oh, (laughs) We had that not too long ago. We're sitting down like I'd made a nice, a real nice breakfast. It was smoked trout hash. And we're sitting down, we're eating breakfast, and Pinecone's like, I'm not hungry, my stomach hurts. And we're both just like, no, you're not, just eat your, eat your food. And she just barfed right on her on her plate. <laughs> and kind of, you know, it kind of ruined it for Alex. It didn't even make a mess, but it just ruined it for her, Alex, so she cleaned it up, and then I finished eating.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes, I mean, I, you gotta, yeah. Uh... I've worked in a Black Friday for seven years now, but the worst was back in 2012. I was working at a Fry's Electronics, and we opened up at 5.30. We had this Mr. Coffee machine that was on sale for $3, and I witnessed one lady punch another lady in the face for the last non-reserved one.
0: Coffee makers How much are... is a Mr. Coffee normally, like $7? I mean, coffee makers are just like under $20, are not they? I, those Mr. Coffees, are uh, that's the cheapest coffee maker made.
1: The... Yeah, I... that's crazy. <laughs> that is fucking crazy um okay it really it, you know what it really comes down to go ahead
0: how much money are you willing to punch someone in the face for
1: i like don't just think a it's random the money person. if
0: somebody said jeff you need to punch that you, you just need to be walking down the street and punch some some person in the face today how much is it going to cost
1: ah uh, are you are we doing this are we doing yeah, this right doing now? Alright. Yeah. So if you're 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 I have a price to punch a random stranger in the face and uh-huh. I have to know that it's going to it's going to mean A, it's gonna mean a fight, or B, I could hurt somebody, or C, I could get arrested. It's gonna to have to be a lot. It's gonna to have to be like worth the outcome. Like fifty thousand dollars? I'm thinking closer to a hundred. Like, I, if I have to go to jail, probably, what if I have to go to jail? What if I get sued? I to well, be you're more than, a, it would have to be more than 100. It would have to be more than 100 because if I have to go to jail or if I get sued and I have to get now a Now, you lawyer. have the
0: opportunity to size up the person, too. Oh, Because, okay. I mean, it's it's like it's like this deal, the shoppers, you know, that person's in front of them. They have a little bit of time to think, I think I can take this person for this for this $3 Mr.
1: Coffee. Huh. I, I need a lot. I really need I need I need enough to have the consequences be worth it. So like I'm gonna have to go for like, and then my wife is gonna be furious. My wife is oh, gonna yeah. like, she might even divorce me for even. Yeah, I mean, she's it. not gonna be proud of you for getting this, Mister Coffee. Oh, for three dollars, I'm punching. Well, to I'm talking about it. the punching of someone in the face. Right, well, my I mean, prices went jail up. For it. My price went up because I might have to go get not only arrested and a lawyer i might have to pay this guy for for if he sues me afterwards and then there's probably going to be marriage counseling right because when my wife is just gonna be like you just fucking punched a guy and i can't explain that this like, i got paid to punch i'm a hitman hit now <laughs> so like i need a lot of money i need enough money to wash it all away and then i need so a little I, bit for so myself. like a quarter mil i'm thinking closer to a million dollars Oh, wow. We could start at a million because it's like, I don't, I can't just, I mean, I'm not prepared for the, I need to be aware that the consequences might be very grave. Oh,
0: I think I'm in at like 50,000. Oh, all right. Just randomly punch a person. And so I'm going to do better at Black Friday sales than you are. Like, you're just not cut out for this world.
1: I'm not cut out. Yeah. Well, I hate money. That's what it boils down to.
0: I mean, that's really what it seems like all this boils down to is that's the, like, the person with the Mr. Coffee, they're willing to punch somebody in the face for $17. Well,
1: see, now... If
0: it's a $20 coffee maker,
1: they're willing to punch someone in the face for $17. We need, we need to kind of clarify because I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm thinking we're on the streets of New York. If we were in Clarendon, Texas, you might not have the repercussions that oh, you yeah, would no. in New York City. New York City, I'm going to the tombs. I'm going to get fucking sued. They're going to find out who I am and they're going to sue me. It's no longer be fader knives. There's a lot of repercussions, but I'm in Clare Texas. Eh, maybe that happens more often. No, it, it, it isn't gonna happen here. So 50 G's, but, you're knocking someone out. I didn't say I'm knocking them
0: out. I probably can't even hit very hard, but I'm <laughs> I'll, I'll a... sure try them, I'll hit them <laughs> once for fifty. Okay. Well, I I tend to think I, hell, that's basically I'll get my ass kicked for fifty thousand dollars.
1: Well, now do I get if 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 I can just get my ass kicked? No, you got to throw the first punch, hmm. and you're at a million
0: dollars. I but need these people on all these yeah, stories. Yeah, it's got to be like it's, I we, said. We're starting to, in a million.
1: We're starting in a million. For me to just kind of like mollywop someone out of, on the street and like hope that they don't see me and they're gonna run away, it's got to be a lot of money. We're starting at a million dollars. Starting all right. at a million dollars. You know. So, but you know, in this whole Mister Coffee thing, I tend to think that. It wasn't about the Mr. Coffee. <laughs> I think it was something else. I think something else happened to this person that they gave it to that woman for a $3 coffee machine. I, I certainly, I don't know. It seems like a lot of adjective for $3. Uh, yeah, Fini- but what about, the,
0: what about the two guys shooting each other over a toy?
1: That's yes, why well, you're not going to catch me in, in, in uh, I mean, my... We're not going to catch anybody in a Toys R Us anymore, but... No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's... That's crazy behavior. I mean, I, that's totally crazy. I mean, but it's almost yeah, it's as if it's for. like, it's almost like it's now justified that shit's going to pop, start popping off at a Black Friday at a Walmart.
0: See, and I'm not getting any $50,000 deals on a Black Friday, and so I just don't even need to mess with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast and you want to know, I'll flavor for Ben next time. How much would it cost you to punch someone in the face? I want to know how much it's going to cost you. Ladies and gentlemen, caller, caller, you're on the line. Okay. Next one is fitting rooms are not bathrooms. Someone pooped in the fitting room once on purpose. Like there was just a pile of solid turds on the carpet. That's a strong move. However, actually back in the day when I was in this restaurant, Alva, um, I was alerted by one of the bussers that somebody had pooped and left their left their underwear on top of the garbage can with a steamer on top of the underwear on top of the garbage can.
0: That's got to take effort.
1: A lot of effort. Like what leads you to do that? A lot of effort. And no, there's no like hiding it. There's like, it was like, it was almost that like they made, it was almost made, like they made like what looked like an ice cream cone, uh, like an ice, the, the underwear was the ice cream, you know, and then there was like the pool. That had
0: to have been like a former employee or somebody got was just pissed at the restaurant or was it Charlie
1: Palmer's? It was, was that, Alva. Yeah, it was Charlie's place. Yeah, somebody's pissed at him. Like that's the, the only
0: reason you would do
1: that. I think I don't necessarily think that's the case. However, we did have on the other on the other bathroom, somebody people were having sex on the toilet and someone kicked the pipe. The pipe burst behind the wall and we had to call the fire department. To, because we couldn't figure out how to turn off the water. So we've had problems in those bathrooms. I was
0: in a bar bathroom, and it was heading that direction. We were making out. She was sitting on the sink, and the sink broke off the wall.
1: We've had that before. I've been in a restaurant that had that before. We left. Yeah, that's ha- that happens a lot. Yeah, sinks, sinks and toilets are not made for sex. No, they're not. No, especially if it's not your place. I think if it's your place, you're probably heading towards some other room that's a little bit more appropriate. But yeah, the Uh whole, I think that the bathroom having sex on the sink and the sink breaking or the toilet breaking happens quite often. I could see that. Yeah. Those legs aren't meant for weight.
0: No. And this one wasn't one of the ones with legs. It was just mounted to the wall.
1: Candleever, forget it. I mean, you know, we we were, you know, yeah, I understand the heat of the moment. Of course, of course, of course. You have no control, but, uh, yeah. And then you fucking run. Yeah, you get oh, out of there yeah. quick. Get out quick. Same, probably the same guy who took the shit in the toilet in the in the garbage can. Did the same thing. Um, number five is you need a gas mask to get TVs these days. I once worked at a Black Friday at True T R U. A guest sprayed mace behind them as they ran in front of the pack towards the electronics <laughs> section. It was like a fucking smoke uh. screen.
0: That person was. That person really thought about. this. Oh yeah, I'm going to. I mean, distracted. They, they had one. it down.
1: Yeah, it's a total distraction move. That would be horrible. Have you ever been maced? I haven't. I was tear gassed. This is a weird story. When I, the best paying job I ever had to this day, I used to pick up dog shit on the streets of New York. I was a uh, from sixty second and third. Crazy
0: that that's the best paying job.
1: Well, I'll tell you. So sixty second, it is crazy. From sixty second and third to sixty second and Fifth Avenue, I cleaned the tree pits, and if you got if once a week, and I would charge seventy five bucks, and then if you could keep it clean, there wasn't it was fast. Like I could do the, I could do all of them in like forty five minutes, and then uh, the Park Avenue Park Avenue had heard that I was good at this. And then they offered me to clean the tree pits on Park Avenue from Fifty Fourth Street to 79th Street. People aren't walking around that much. I mean, I was keeping that clean, and I could do that with with a stick and a you know a garbage can- garbage bag for a hundred dollars for an hour. So for one hundred forty five an hour and forty five minutes, I was making one hundred and seventy five dollars a week. So. I saved it all and I went to Europe with my friends and my parents wouldn't pay for it. I was just like, I could buy so many, I can only buy so many cigarettes and comic books. So I bought, I paid for a trip with my friends to go to Europe for my junior year, my junior year, senior, my senior year. And we were in the small town in South of France and it was crazy and people were bananas and there were like all these like muggers and stuff like that. And the police started throwing tear gas and we were we were just at these bars and outdoor bars and they like started crying started nauseous everyone starts throwing up they fucking just tear gassed the whole town and we were throwing up and our eyes were itching we couldn't we just couldn't even we couldn't we had, it was miserable for hours <laughs> fucking tear gassed by the french there you go
0: i could see the french doing that
1: they They love tear gas, and they hated the algerian these Algerian bandits like if you were if you were in France and you're an Algerian, the French police are throwing tear gas. they ain't even asking it it was I saw a lot of like there was a lot of that, and that that's one of the reasons why and this is back in 1992. there was a God. lot of that shit the french the French didn't give a shit didn't give a shit if you, If you were Algerian they're throwing tear they're throwing fucking hands.
0: Well, the French loved to
1: riot well. I mean, there's reason y'all. <laughs> you can just take so much tear gas and whatever. All right. Uh, new kind of mannequin challenge. I was checking out a group of younger men and one was paying. Uh, and the one paying had what seemed to be a prosthetic hand in the sleeve of his hoodie. About an hour later, a coworker came out over the headset in a panic because one of the mannequins hands were missing. Turns out he had checked out. With our mannequin hand and stole it. Who does that? Eh, that's not a big deal. The guy stole a yeah. mannequin hand.
0: That's just kind of a dumb prank. Yeah, it's
1: fucking big deal. What, what are you losing your fucking mind over? a fucking mannequin hand's gone. Easy, you know. You're, you take your job too seriously. Yeah. You're worried about a mannequin <laughs> hand's gone. Uh, broken bones, broken dreams. When I was when I was trying to pick up an expensive jewelry set off the floor, I was pushed over and stepped on by a horde of people. Literally stepped on. My foot was broken and I couldn't work for months. Uh, there you go. I, here's another one. I worked at a Mac counter. Uh, MAC is a great, uh, for a great number of years, and during one particular Black Friday, I saw a coworker get spit on by a customer who was unhappy with how long she'd been waiting to purchase lipstick. Spit on. So, I don't know why. I don't know. There's got to be some sort of, like, reason why these people are so enraged.
0: You know, it seems like... It's predominantly women. I, I mean, dudes are fucking throwing hands too. I mean, yeah. And it may just be more women go to this, but it seems like more more of these stories involve women. Than
1: well, well, let's see. I mean, the spitting does the, the spitting definitely seems like a universe I mean, if you're at the
0: spitting on some
1: someone is just a like that's
0: a that's a move
1: all its own. Well, okay, all right. Someone spits on you. Do you have to pay? To, do you have to pay to knock them out? <laughs> you get the, You get a free punch if you get spit on, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, you, without no, a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah. No, that like that's
0: a price right there. Like that's that's you're getting paid in being spit on to punch someone.
1: Yeah, that's bad. Uh, a customer called asking for a sweater that she had put back on hold. We didn't do black friday holds when i told her the sweater wasn't available she said she wished wished she was in the store so she could put her hands around my neck and choke me all because this sweater wasn't available
0: so her price to choke someone
1: fucking 60 sweater uh my manager stationed me near the front door next to several tall cardboard bins filled with three dollar scarves gloves and hats when we finally opened the doors at midnight, all the customers who had been waiting online outside came rushing in and kept pushing into me to get further into the store. One woman placed each of her hands on my shoulders and shoved me. I went flying into the cardboard bins, uh, which then broke and spilled everywhere. I Here's what I think. I think the Black Friday has created something that is more approachable to unreasonable behavior and violence, and it is expected. So if it's expected, then maybe the people waiting in line understand that this is going to happen. I'm crazy enough to get this coffee maker for $3, and if you get in my way, we're going to have a problem. And I'm not even going to tell you we're going to have a problem. I'm just going to fucking start throwing fists. What's that
0: movie where one night the purge
1: oh yeah the purge where,
0: where one night a year they get to kill people yeah that's pretty much what it is except it's minor violence and assault right. and it's just kind of okay on black friday because you're doing it to get things for your loved ones it's and it makes definitely it all
1: right. i it's definitely different and people got their phones out so you know that they're waiting for some viral shit you know they're oh, waiting yeah. for they're waiting for somebody to be unnecessary and it's just all does happen all the time. I mean, the news, newspapers love that shit and videos of a Black Friday shit all the time. And I have a pile of things. Here's the $200 surprise. I worked at a Bay Bay on on Black Friday a few years ago. Someone literally took a shit in one of the dressing rooms and covered it with a $200 dress and disappeared out the door. <laughs> I mean.
0: Now that uh, that's a woman's store, right? Yeah. They took a $200 dress. That's a 200, they made that
1: shit pretty bad. Yeah, that's, I mean, expensive toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the the shitting is unbelievable. I mean, I, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like story after story of people dropping a dude. Maybe they were waiting a long time. You know, my my guts get fucked up at a certain time. I once, my last metal shop job, my boss wanted me to stay late, and I just told him, listen to that. After 6 p.m., I started farting. I'm just letting you know. So I don't want any jokes. You're asking me to stay late. If I start farting, don't ask who farted. Just don't say anything. Because we I'm going to start... this
0: place down because of a methane fire.
1: I'm telling you... You
0: know, you know why, where it came from.
1: I get gurgly guts after six. If, I have, if you don't make any fucking jokes, I'm going to start farting after six. That's it. You accept it. <laughs> That's the terms of me being nice enough to stay here. I'm going to fart and you're going to keep your mouth shut. But I mean, the sh- I mean, I would think that if you're shitting in a store and covering it with a dress, I don't oh, think God. that they meant to cut it with the dress. I think that maybe they just, maybe they're up. No, all they, were night. Try-
0: they were trying to hide it.
1: Trying to hide it. Uh, the green apple conspiracy. Uh, do you want to keep going with this? Uh, yeah. Okay. The green apple conspiracy. A customer demanded that my coworker Mira check the back for a green apple scent. Must be a smell. We're back to women. Calmly, Mira explained the green apple was discontinued a few, years, a few years ago. The customer picked up the nearest bottle and aggressively sprayed body shimmer two inches away from her face, uh, as if it were mace. One of Mira's eyelids swelled completely shut. She had to wear an eye patch for a week after. Imagine. Or old Mira. You, yeah, Mira got fucked up. I mean, she yeah, got she, she, she got maced by uh, uh My first Black Friday, I was watching over the self-checkout on my Super Target when the doors opened, I saw a woman holding an infant child who could have been older than three months old elbow lady in the face for a cart, even though they were more close by. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like it, w- when you're holding the baby, you kind of get get like a, a free pass, not as, as far as your behavior, but you're more likely to get away with that behavior because you're holding that baby. You think so? Cause you're not going to punch that woman back in the face. You're not going to elbow her back.
1: But don't you? But don't you think that this is clearly a woman who should not have a baby? Like this is a just a if she's willing to fucking elbow me,
0: uh, holding man, a baby, purging. she's
1: willing to do anything.
0: Uh, you know what? What happens on Black Friday stays on Black Friday. Well, I, I you just
1: people go nuts. Get ready because this one's pretty slick. This one's real slick. I witnessed a mom stick her finger down her throat and projectile vomit in the fitting room because she didn't get an extra discount. That's intense. That is... (laughs) That's intense, dude. I'm mad, so I'm going to fucking vomit everywhere.
0: I don't know if there is a price for me to vomit everywhere.
1: Okay. How much is it going to cost? I can't do that. Wait. So you're telling me... I uh, name your price for you to vomit. I can't make myself puke. You can't or you won't. I can't. Why not?
0: I don't know. What I've I never get... been able to do it. Like there's those times whenever you feel really bad and you know if you you'll puke you'll you'll feel better and I can't get myself to do it.
1: I I can't either but like if you've
0: offered me money i tried. Yeah. I I've i tried think... pr- I've tried pretty pretty damn hard for now am, am i doing it like in this scenario like i'm in a store making a scene i i'm
1: yes all right listen I, we're to we'll do a scenario we're together we're looking i mean as friends <laughs> we're, we're, we're as friends okay. black friday right. we are trying to get at fucking three dollar mr coffee and some dude took it and i'm saying ben you gotta throw up on that guy
0: Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Come on, no, man. No, not, not for the $17 Mr. Coffee. Now, if it was like, if you can make your, here, here's a new pick of, Go ahead. can you make yourself puke? Go ahead. I'm going to try everything I can do to make myself puke.
1: What would, I mean, you just got to, obviously, it's like, all right, so. Well, this woman didn't really need much. She just was angry, so she just went straight for it instead of just like. Well, I guess I can get a better deal somewhere else. It's like, I'm going to throw up and ruin things. That's what people do. They like to ruin things. A lot of these people need classes. Like, they need to
0: learn how to manage their anger. Or something.
1: Uh, A lady came up to me to complain about how many people were in the store and said that she couldn't get to the sale items because because of the crowds. She asked if I could make everyone leave so she could shop with the sales in peace. I told her that wasn't possible. A few minutes later, the fire alarm went off, and we I had to. And we had to evacuate the whole store. <laughs> the fire department came and found the lady trying to shop. She had pulled the alarm to get everybody out so she could shop in peace. (laughs) (laughs) She got arrested, and anyone was wondering. Listen, she took it upon herself. I kind of like her style. I I kind of do too. She tried being polite, and it didn't work. And
0: you know, she had to take matters into her own hands. You
1: know what? I respect that way more than shitting in the thing or making yourself. She didn't want to get elbowed in the face. She didn't take no for an answer. You know, it wasn't well thought out, but I have to say, I respect this decision. She didn't get the answer she wanted. She had to take matters in her own hands. It didn't hurt anybody. All right.
0: So if you had to go, there was, there was a Mr. Coffee for $3. Right. And you knew it was going to be the last one. Right. What's your
1: strategy? How do you get your Mr. Coffee? (sighs) The funny thing is, is like. My wife needs coffee, so if I were to, if I had to have it, I would, I would say, look, we can figure out another way to make coffee, because no, no, no. I could go without. You have to go get this. You have coffee. to, I have to get this, Mister Coffee. How am I going to go get it? How are you going to get it? I'm going to fucking get there early, earlier than everybody else, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go the day before and figure out where it is. Or, or I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take gonna the Mister Coffee. I'm going to fucking hide it. But what if you can't?
0: Like, what if you have? Oh, to you mean it's behind like a fucking it's the glass it's the case. Black Friday thing. You got to do it. It's three dollars. What's your strategy? <sighs> I'd roll in cow shit. I would make everybody <laughs> avoid me. I would just be covered in cow shit. So to you try to would, make everyone stay away from me.
1: Would, but then how would you? And then get to the front of the and make sure you're at the front of the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be there early, covered, covered in shit. Covered in shit covered in shit. yeah that's a pretty I didn't think about I didn't think about that part that's a pretty good move I don't know I I think that I would really try to do the hide the show up the day before and like try to hide it they they probably I mean it's Mr. Coffee they're not like putting it putting it like one of them cages with the with the locks on it and stuff
0: yeah but I mean people are willing to punch people in the face for it they're
1: willing to stick
0: and their you're, fingers I mean, you're their up against that woman you're up against that woman who will punch you
1: in the face how do you get that mr coffee and avoid being punched in the face do you know what you know what you want me to tell you the honest opinion i have a loser mentality when it comes to these kinds of competitions like i never like when i was a kid and we played capture the flag or tag or any of these games where it was the last man standing i didn't have i never had the, the killer instinct to say i'm going to fucking win this whole fucking thing so like shit. i'm thinking about it, i'm thinking about what would i do and i'm going for like very simple subterfuge but if the subterfuge doesn't work i think i'm fucking just telling hillary we're gonna be boiling coffee and then you know doing you know gritting through our teeth or maybe you don't need coffee anymore like i i have a loser mentality about that kind of shit like i know that i couldn't i don't deserve it's a i don't i don't i don't play the lottery either i know that i cannot possibly win just because i have a loser mentality about that so like is my life de- if, if we're talking like now? Nah, I think you got to do like a life dependent on it situation, right? That would All be right. the only way I would be able to compete. But I know that if I couldn't, I know that I'd be like, I'm a loser. I'm gonna lose. So this you're
0: morning. you're going for subterfuge? Oh That's yeah,
1: just, it, it's that or nothing. I'm taking the Mister Coffee and I'm hiding it in like what aisle would be the least looked at? Which would like be- in a
0: trash can. And just go. Well,
1: or I put it in like I put it in like the potpourri aisle or something like that, or I put it in like the pillow aisle. I'd I hide it. I'd I have to hide it somewhere.
0: Well, I mean, you say the pillow aisle, but then there's a the guy that's going for all the towels. I right. mean, no, no place is
1: safe. No place is safe. What? Where do you hide what, it? What? You know what? What?
0: I don't hate the guy just growling at everybody. Just grab your Mr. Coffee and just start growling your
1: head off at everyone. You know what the move is? You get a box that's the same sizes the mr coffee and then you hide it in the box somewhere else and then when black friday comes you find the box open the box pay for the thing is that stealing i don't think so you know
0: i just don't think it would be safe i think on on people will, will buy just there's a box i'm gonna buy this box i'm not even gonna look in the box but it's on sale i'm buying yeah. this box Me- and then they get home and they just spent $37 on a $3 Mr. Coffee. And if you're opening up
1: that box in front of other people and they know that you got the Mr. Coffee. Oh, you're you, they're going to break your knees. Oh, you're fucked. They're going to they're going to he's been hiding. He's been he's been hoarding Mr. Coffees.
0: Get him. No, I think the growling or covered in shit like yeah. something to make people avoid you is the best way. Yeah,
1: but then you have to but then you still have to get to the Mr. Coffee first cuz there could be some dudes who's like Yeah, like you got to camp out. There's going to be like a sprint because the Mr. Coffee isn't going to be right by the front desk. I mean, it's going to be back by accessory or, you know, your home Yeah, back home in goods. the home
0: goods section.
1: It's a fucking tough call, man. How how are you the how, – how do you do it? How do you get that Mr. Coffee without any problems? I don't know if the shit's enough because you have to get to it too. Like, you're getting people away from you, and you're, people are thinking you're crazy. But you're not necessarily – there might be a dude being like, that guy smells like shit, but I'm going to run past him. It's a fucking tough one, man. Tensions yeah. are high. Tensions alright. Uh that's a fucking tough dilemma. (laughs) I'm 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 like, this is like the hardest thing I've ever had to think about. Like, how do you get that one Mr. Coffee? Thank God I have a coffee maker already. I'm telling my wife, guess what? We're not drinking coffee anymore. We're doing something else. And then Or you could you could just say, hey.
0: We can buy the twenty dollar coffee maker.
1: Well, yeah, that's the other thing. I was thinking maybe we could tip a guy out, but then it's just like, well, what's the point of saving three dollars? What are you going to tip the guy out? What's the point of getting the deal? I well, don't know what if you the... only
0: had to pay him fifteen dollars and then you you've saved two dollars.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all fucking. It's all problematic. I, I think it's a. I think it's the luck of the draw. I think that's the reason why Black Friday works so well, is because there's really no. You have to just be. You can be aggressive. And you see these videos of people pulling stuff out of people's hands, and then you're escalating the escalation of it all. But
0: And so that's like, that comes down to like, what's your price? Like, my price to not have to deal with pay, everybody being crazy is I will pay full price.
1: Right. Pay full price. And then you're not mm-hmm. covered in shit. I'm not covered in because shit. Because the covering in the shit. I don't shit have to thing. shit in the dressing room either. Or stick your fingers down your throat or any of it. None of it. Right. Let's finish these fuckers off. I worked in Victoria's Secret, and we had uh, we, uh, we'd been open for two hours when shoplifters decided to come in and steal our entire launch table. Instead of just grabbing it and running, they decided that they should spray mace so no one would run after them. We had to emergency evacuate the store. I had burns from the mace all over my hands. My clothes smelled so bad, and I ended up having to throw them all away.
0: Now, did they, did they make off with the actual table?
1: I think there's stuff on the table. All right. That would be that be nuts. We need this I table. I mean, if they if they
0: made off with the table too, I would have a little bit more respect. But I think
1: the I think that
0: I, I I don't I don't know. I don't, I feel like macing people for some panties is a little
1: bit overkill. <laughs> well, that's once again that's like the squid shooting off its ink to kind of avoid, to avoid capture. It's like <laughs> right. That's it, Exactly. I mean, isn't that what that is? <laughs> it's like you grab it, spray everybody, and fucking run out in the fucking yeah in the spray. Just like a fucking thing. All right, um, time to call child services. I work at Walmart and a fight between two women broke out and one woman flipped the other woman's stroller with her baby in it. Uh, Wow. And instead of helping her child, the mother tackled the other woman. The store manager had to pick up the child to make sure it wasn't hurt. Turns out they knew each other and had an argument before. It It was decided that the middle of the Walmart during Black Friday was the perfect time to fight. Uh, I mean,
0: it's Walmart. Is there really a better place to, to, to duke it out? Dude. There's a reason why there's people at Walmart.
1: One time I got violently ill Thanksgiving morning. My boss told me I had to be in or I was fired. Every few minutes, I had to duck under my counter to get sick in a garbage can. On top of it all, I called to the office at the end of my shift because several customers complained my line was too slow. Not that I was getting sick in front of them, but because I was moving slowly for some reason. All right, we're getting we're getting on the last ones. I was 16. It was my first Black Friday working, and I was assigned the shoe department. We didn't have the size the lady was looking for, so I offered to check our systems for another store. She proceeded to shout, "I don't have that f- kind of fucking time!" and threw the shoe at me. <laughs> she ended up hitting me in the mouth and splitting my lip. Tis the season. Well, she's probably been there since midnight. I can't believe she doesn't have the kind of time for that. I just don't. It's just, none of it, yeah, I, th- I think that a lot of it has to do with your people are have been waiting since, some of those people are waiting since 9 o'clock the night, the day, the night before. I mean, that's just like, unless you're like figuring out a way to make everyone have a good time, because I mean, if you're camping out outside of a store at 9 p.m. and it doesn't open till 6 a.m. the next morning.
0: And no store, well, I guess on Black Friday they do. I was going to say no store opens that early, but... It, they do on Black Friday. I think I so.
1: I think that they open at like five AM or something like that. So people yeah. wait online at night. And then I would think that if you, were in order to make it a good experience, you'd bring chairs, maybe you'd bring a sleeping bag, and then maybe you bring like a little radio, or maybe you bring some food, and maybe some booze. Probably a lot of booze. Probably, probably bring a lot of booze.
0: booze. That's probably what the deal is. Everybody's hungover.
1: And, and then, and then, what do you do with that all when the store gets ready to open up? Because you can't get out of line to put the shit away. Because no, those these fucking people are already unreasonable. So it's like I guess you got to be able to fit it into a backpack or something. I if I'm spending the night outside of store, I got to be as comfortable as possible. Like just like when you were getting up, going for that anvil, like you to no. be you want to be comfortable. You're watching the Netflix or whatever, and you're having a fun time with your dad. I can't just like stand there from nine at nine p.m. all night no. long for a fucking deal for 30% off a coffee maker
0: no and like even whenever we we finally got our our lawn chairs out and went up there and sat by the door like one of us finally went and put the chairs in the truck right. and it's not like everybody else there was throwing a fit that you know it's just I was I
1: got out of line and was coming back it's a terrible terrible it's a terrible terrible it's a it's a stupid tradition it's really like it it's super anti-social super antisocial. These people are drunk, angry, you know, violent, belligerent. And then this is the last story and we'll leave it. Uh, a customer was having a problem finding an associate to help them in the shoe department. So what did he do? He dropped his drawers in the middle of the shoe department and crapped all over the floor. Then another customer didn't see the mess, stepped in it and bef- before I could clean up. Okay. So you slip in the shit. Well, the guy just that, decided, that, I mean, that gives you a free pass to punch the other guy, right? Once again, this this person, this person, it's it's the same as the woman who says reaches into her throat to throw up. I mean, it's like these are all a dera It's it's all a de- a derived from that squid ink thing, but it's not to escape; it's to like punish. That's that's if I can't have it, nobody can. If I can't have it, I'm going to completely humiliate myself
0: (laughs) that is it i that's you know the people getting in fights that's just kind of normal black Friday stuff behavior right the puking and the shitting
1: yeah is just unbelievable it happens i mean these this is not one guy telling the story this is over and over again of people like really just reaching for some base level of revenge and there we have it and you've all, you got to work with what you got <laughs> you gotta work with what you got ladies and gentlemen ben snores back the black friday <laughs> special number th- the third one i feel really bad that jonathan wasn't here but we had problems I think- we're gonna figure something out we're gonna have a back on we're gonna do black friday again every year we're gonna do the Black Friday episode. This one, actually, I'm happy that we actually just talked about Black Friday, which was, uh, which was, uh, you know, the ba- it was very base. It was very base. It was quite a um, pathetic situation in terms of, this, of people's humanity. And I hope that uh, we don't, I don't think we have to do that as much anymore because people buy shit online. So there you go. I'm
0: glad to know that I'm pretty much always going to be safe from being hit by you.
1: Oh, by a my- i mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good feeling. I mean, yeah, unprovoked. Unprovoked, unless you cough it up, everyone's safe. I ain't going to be swinging people, that's for sure. Uh, Guys, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. We have lots of good shows coming up through the holidays. And uh, go follow Ben Snore, Ben Snore on Instagram. His his reels are awesome. His Instagram profile. Everything about Ben Snore is great. Every time he's on the show, I get messages saying, you got to have him back, got to have him back. So he's back. We're having, but he's an open door, open door policy. So go follow him if you want one of his hammers. Go to wellshot.well Well, I think it's Well Dash Shot. Well
0: Dash Shot.
1: Well Dash Shot. His his hammers are in stock. So go get yourself one of them. Uh, ben store hammers definitely worth it. I have a couple. I love them. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Have a great holiday, Ben. Thanks again. Happy Thanksgiving. You too.
0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.